Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, welcome back in. This is Rabo and Co. 11 o'clock hour here on a Thursday edition of the show. Hanging out with Tanner today. We'll have Zach C back in the saddle tomorrow. It is our hour with Jay Davis. He'll join us from Detroit here in a few moments. Want to remind you too, though, about some programming around here. Selfishly, check us out tonight. Seven o'clock will go live. Uh, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, wherever you watch uh, your videos. We'll have the horse racing happy hour tonight. Uh, Brian Nadeau will join us from Gulf Street Park. Eight stakes races to close the card there on Saturday. We will talk about many of them with him. I will have the uh, the gold book up for every single race at Gulfstream Park this weekend. Goldbookbets.com on Saturday. If you've ever subscribed or picked up the sheet uh, from there, we will email you tomorrow uh, and you will get the sheet for sure. I've already put together my late sequence uh, for Turfway Park as well that night. So you'll have essentially bets to make from about 1130 until about 10 p.m. Uh, on Saturday if you want to follow along uh, with some of the horses. Of course, tomorrow is the Kentucky Racing Spotlight with Louis Rabot. That'll be at 6 o'clock right after the mixtape here on 680. 105.7 is presented by the Kentucky HBPA. I'll talk to Brad Cox and jockey Keith Asmussen uh, on that show tomorrow. And of course, our friend Caitlin Free from up there at Turfway Park ahead of the Bataglia. On this show tomorrow, we will talk to Matthew DeSantis about the, the Gotham on Long Island and we will talk to John Lindo uh, weather permitting. Uh, I'm sure I'll, he'll get a text from him in the next couple of minutes about whether they're running at Santa Anita on Saturday for the San Felipe. Four preps for the Derby on Saturday. We, re, we bring in a man who needs no Derby introduction. His name is Jay Davis. He's with Cranes Detroit. First Gen Sports. FirstGenSports.com. Jay, good morning. How are you, man? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for jumping on your usual spot. Jay, of course, presented by our friends uh, up there. At Lana Sports, L-A-N-A Sports.com. Check them out. Use our code ABA20. You can get that red, white, and blue basketball, some trading cards, lots of cool stuff up there with our friends at Lana Sports in Indianapolis. L-A-N-A Sports.com. Uh, Texter, <laughs> Bellarmine plays Austin P tomorrow. All I can hear is this little saying, let's go P. That's a great sounder. All right. Well, um, Jay, I bring you in. We're closing in on March. It is Leap Day. Do you know mm-hmm. any Leap birthdays? Did you see our buddy Jay's brother? Had a kid today. Oh, congratulations. How about that? A little cop had a, had a baby. How about that? I like that. Um, there you go. No, I, don't, I, don't know any leap, I don't know any leap babies. Yeah, I, I know one. Uh, my buddy Greg, he's now uh, in the na- or No, he's in the Marines, excuse me. Uh, and he's out in California. I knew him when he lived here uh, in, in Louisville. He went to the music school here. He's actually in the military band for the, for the Marines. How about that? But uh, that's it. <laughs> that's the one that I know. Uh, today is Bachelor Day. I was asking Ben Roberts oh. if he, and I said it was perfect. 
because we only get one of those every four years. It's perfect. Um, did Jay Davis have a bachelor party? Yeah, it was in New Orleans. It was awesome. It was in New Orleans. So <laughs> it was in New Orleans over Halloween, and you know Mardi Gras. Everybody comes in. Halloween is much more local. Yes, uh, we were there three days, so it's pretty much you know like like a Vegas trip. You go for three days, and then you're like, all right, I need it's to enough. Go yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you know it was three days. It was it was in the you know the, the uh, middle of the fall, so you know there was people everywhere for, everywhere for football. You know they they're a big city, so they have bars for all the different teams and stuff, but. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was awesome. Um, like you know, lots of hurricanes, and I probably ate like seven or eight different pole boys that weekend. It was awesome. <laughs> That's good. Jay Davis with us at Jay Davis underscore nineteen eighty one on Twitter. Go find him there. Uh, a lot less shoe talk these days, but plenty of basketball uh, for sure. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask oh, you I'm, was, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at some uh, some Anthony Edwards for that come out tomorrow that um that um that I'm eyeing, so that might be something that Lisa has to yell at me about. If someone gave you the gold trumps, what would you do with them? <laughs> I, I don't know. I saw I saw Fat Joe, you know, he did he's a big sneakerhead. He put out a video. So apparently, you know, I, I think anybody who right now who has that who's going around trying to sell it, it yeah. it's a fake because I guess they don't oh. come out until like June or July. Got it. And um, I mean, I yeah, I mean, it's, I wouldn't wear them. I would, you know, there's a there's a spot near our house where, um, you know, leading up to the election in 2020, there like it was like every Saturday where a lot of people on you know one side, I think you know, people on the Republican side of the aisle would stand out, you know, with, with their signs and stuff like that. So if I had those, I'd, I'd probably take them there, and take them somewhere like that, and flip them. I wouldn't wear them. Dexter, we appreciate the coverage, but Louie, damn it, quit reminding us we have three games left. <laughs> That's where Louisville fans are at, Jay. <laughs> I love that we're yeah, talking not- bachelor parties and they're just sliding. <laughs> That's great. Uh, ben said that he went to Atlantic City. When you think Atlantic City, what decade do you think? I went 1980s. I think 80s because they, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, there was two. Re- I think this is the only time that's happened. There was two WrestleManias in a row in, in Atlantic City. Oh. WrestleMania four and WrestleMania five were both in Atlantic City in back to back years. So that's why, you know, that's the huh. first thing I think about when I hear Atlantic City. I just WrestleMania, think WrestleMania. I just think guys in New York doing cocaine and going to Atlantic City. Like that's what I think. It's just you know, 80s. Yeah. <laughs> just well, I'm 80s. A, well, I'm a dork, so I think about pro wrestling. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, man. Uh, Mark Ennis saying just sell the things. No, I think that's what I would do. I get the Trump shoes dropped in my lap. I'm selling them. It it is what it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not even like, they're not even sweet or anything like that. They're gold. So (laughs) they're they're loud, but they're not like, like, what kind of outfit do you put together with those? So that's, I'd, I'd have to get rid of them. We all have dated that woman. Loud. But not pretty. How about that? Uh, Jay Davis with us here. Uh, usual spot on a Thursday. Kentucky gets the win at Mississippi State the other night, Jay. Um, and obviously coming off of a 117-point outburst against Alabama. Where do you have Kentucky sort of in your mix of teams poised to either not make a long run in the tournament or to make a long run in the tournament? I mean, you know, it <laughs> – it all depends on how they guard. You know, they, they, you know, we've been talking about it all year that they have the offense for it. Um, you know, they have the guys, you know, that can get, get a shot whenever they want. They, they, they probably have two lottery picks at this point. Rob Dillingham and Reed Shepard are going to go in the lottery if they both decide to come out. Um, you know, the Metrics love them, even though they have eight losses, they're still like yep. top 20 in Ken Palm. You know, they have a really good net rating. Yep. 
you know, it it just depends. You know, a lot of it is going to be match up, obviously, and you know, the draw. Right, like right now, I probably still have them as a four seed, but you know, that's a four seed that'll get a one seed in the Sweet Sixteen that they would absolutely be able to hang with. It's, it's just for them, it all it all comes down to you know, focus and effort on defense. Yeah, they're a fascinating team. I, you, let's just talk real quick. You mentioned the draft status. Who do you think ends up having a better NBA career, Rob Dillingham or, or Reed Shepard? Trying to project forward. You know, I mean that's tough. You know, they're 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 very different players. You know, they're they both can get to the basket. Um, you know, Reed Shepard's a little bigger, a little stronger. He's a little better shooter, but they you know they can make they both can make plays for themselves and, and each other. And I mean, it, it's just that that's that's just tough to say. You know, a lot of that you know it all depends on the situation. You know, if one of them gets drafted by it, like. I think Portland's really bad right now. You know, they have they have some young guys, but they're kind of just spinning their wheels, don't know what direction they go in. But, you know, if one of them gets drafted by San Antonio and the other one gets drafted by, you know, the Bulls or something like that, you know, where you go has has a, a big, you know, a big it's a big factor obviously, you know, in your success. But they're both very talented. Like I said, you know, I could see them both going in the top ten. And, you know, I think they'll both have productive careers just because, you know, again, like I said, if you can get your own shot and, you know, make plays for other people in the NBA, you can have a long career even if, you know, even if you don't start for 12 years. So I think they'll both have long, productive careers. Do you remember Donald Trump at WrestleMania four? I do remember Donald Trump. He shook the hand of the million-dollar man coming down on the text line. These, are, this is Tanner. Are you a wrestling guy? You can just nod. It's okay. I mean, like, yes, yes, okay. So we have we have Tanner in today. I'm sure you noticed the phone call was a little different today. Uh, I have Jay. a very funny story about that, though. Please, in one second, I, I, I just, gotcha. I am the one 42 year, about to be 43 year old white guy that d- wrestling is a total blind spot for me. I know nothing about it. I mean, just absolutely nothing about it. I'm the one. I'm it. But then I learned the other day on our podcast on Tuesday, uh, 40 Minutes of Pod, you should go check it out, that, that Jay Davis is involved in like deep dive, like black Twitter about wrestling. Like I, the things that I don't even know exist. Like that, that not only. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, go, like, go. You know, you said, you, you said, you know, you said that was like a, a white thing, but yeah. no, we, we love wrestling too. You know, we had. You know, we haven't always had, we haven't always, we haven't always been represented the best. You know, there's been, you know, uh, like Bad News Brown was one of my favorite wrestlers. Mm. He, I, I think Bad News Brown is the blueprint for Stone Cold Steve Austin because he, the black tights, the black boots, bald head, he was by himself. I love Bad News Brown when I was a kid. Um, Junkyard Dog, you know, we, like I said, there was only a few of them, you know, when I was younger, but now, you know, there's, oh, it's, sure. there's like an explosion of black talent, you know, on the wrestling scene. My favorite, my favorite wrestler is Bianca Belair, but, you know, going back to WrestleMania 4, that's, that's like one of my, I'm, I'm actually, uh, you know, I work from home a couple of days a week, and I just turn on Peacock, and you know, WrestleMania is in like a month. So I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm running through all the WrestleManias. I'm on like 19 or 20 now, and um, yeah, WrestleMania four is one of my favorites. You know, Macho Man Randy Savage is my favorite wrestler, and that's that was the WrestleMania where he won the championship for the first time. So I, that's that's one of my favorite shows. Dude, I get crushed on the text line for not being a wrestling guy. It's amazing, and I'm not. I'm not judgmental about it because I so many people I like enjoy wrestling, right? It's not so. It's not that I, I mean, my guy Kevin texted. I love this guy. Uh, WrestleMania four and five were at Trump Plaza in, in in Atlantic City. Like those aren't things that are in my head. 
Now I can tell you who won, you know, the Kentucky Derby or whatever year. That kind of stuff. So there's some random things in people's heads. But um, yeah, Texter, I remember Donald Trump shaking the million dollar man's hand. Yeah, there you go. Bad News Brown was an Olympic medalist in judo coming down on the text line. Uh, Texter, Louie, you, you got to jump on board. Man. Pro wrestling is great. Texter, uh, Coco, beware. Texter, come on, Jay. Don't forget Booker T. Texter, ask Jay about Booker T Booker and Hulk T. Hogan. Can you dig it? This sucker? is fantastic, man. No, oh, the, no, there, the, no, no there's, there's a very specific promo that Booker T had when he was in WCW. It's uh, he uh, he used <laughs> it, it was it was it was clearly a Freudian slip oh, that uh, he uh, he oh. he he made a reference to Hulk Hogan using a word that uh, that I will I'll say it like this I only use it in the barbershop now there it is yep 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 yep. <sighs> well, there you go. There's your <laughs> there's your wrestling moment of the day. Okay, so Tanner, you're what twenty six twenty three. Good lord. Okay. <clears throat> The peacock thing, like the ability to go back. Do you enjoy the classic matches too? Because I know what wrestling is now is different. Obviously, everything evolves over time, and it's you know there used to be five guys at the at the the matches with signs. Now there's five thousand with signs. You know this kind of. I get it. Things evolve over time. Do you enjoy going back though? Like if 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 WrestleMania four was on in here, would you be distracted? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Because okay. I grew up like when I was like five to like eight, I was really big into it. And, like, I would go back and watch, like, an old Rey Mysterio fight, Undertaker, Kane, like, all those guys. But when you guys were talking about Trump and being in WWE, when he announced that he was going to be going for president, the only thing I can remember of him (laughs) was when Mm -hmm. he shaved the head of Vince McMahon. And I was like, wait, the guy from WWE is running for president? Like, I knew he was a billionaire. I knew he had his own show. I didn't know (laughs) anything else but... He shaved Vince McMahon's head. There it is. It was awesome. It's one of my favorite moments growing up. Go ahead, Jack. I was just, we were talking about the Million Dollar Man. Rest in peace, uh, yeah. Virgil. His, uh, his, I, don't, well, I guess he, Virgil wasn't really his manager. I'm not sure what you call him. But, you know, when Virgil, uh, you know, turned against the Million Dollar Man, it became a face. Face is a good guy, Louis. If, if you didn't know, there's faces and heels. And then he won the million dollar. He won the million dollar championship at SummerSlam '91. That was like the loudest, one of the loudest uh, crowds I ever heard when he when he pinned when he pinned the million dollar man. And Virgil was a great character. Uh, Texter, me and Jay are so much closer to the same people, and I'm an old white dude. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Texter, uh, Two Cold Scorpio is my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, Texter, Two Cold Scorpio was the first guy I ever saw do like two flips off the top rope in oh? 1995. He was awesome. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Texter, oh yeah, the look on Booker T's face as soon as he said it, he immediately realized what he said. Uh, yeah. Texter, the, na- uh, the nation of domination, Mark Henry. Uh, Texter, what is black Twitter? <laughs> Stop it! It's where all the, it's where all the cool stuff happens. <laughs> that's that, that pretty much take, right. People take away after a while. Oh, that's right, man. They just steal from it. That's right. Uh, Texter, I love New Jack, even if he was insane. I love this stuff, man. This is great. This is great. You gotta. Uh, do you have Hulu, Louie? Oh yeah. You gotta watch. Uh, there's uh, Vice has this show. It's called Dark Side of the Ring. It gets all the most of the episodes end up being very very sad, but you learn sure. a lot about uh, you know a lot a lot of the wrestlers over the last you know thirty or forty years. There's an episode about New, New Jack on there. He was a maniac. Hmm. Well, there you go. I um, gosh, who am I thinking of that used they they interviewed him? Oh, it's a very famous wrestler. Now I'm totally blanking on who it was, but they interviewed him, and essentially he was drinking like a bottle of vodka, twenty cups of coffee a day, and a case. Probably Andre the Giant. 
Because oh, he was he or would, Jake Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, it yeah, might have been Jake the Snake actually. actually. That right. like just insane. Like not that it was booze, but how much liquid he was putting in his body. <laughs> well, he like just a stunning number of ounces of that. I think stuff. it's on the dark side of the ring. Uh, okay, he has a very very messed up story. Like yeah. growing up, I remember very, Jake the Snake. I remember. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of those names. There was an era where you couldn't get away from it. Hogan certainly part of that. Andre the Giant, you mentioned. Um, Ultimate Warrior was in that group, right? Like there was a time when you, it was just. That's what guys' like notebooks were made of at school and that kind of stuff, right? I mean, they were just you know lunch boxes, that kind of stuff for sure. Uh, Ron Simmons coming down on the text line. Um. Ron Simmons is recognized as the first you know black major champion. He uh, he won in WCW. This is like this is like ninety two. He beat Vader for the world championship off like a crazy power slam. And there's this there's this little black boy in the front row. Oh yeah. And like as soon as he gets a pin, you can just see like how happy he mm. is. And every time I see that, it makes me cry. Um, <laughs> Texture. Would Louisville fans rather have Kenny Payne as their coach for the next four years, or have Trump as president for the next four years? What a great text. <laughs> We're not answering that. Let it go. It's a great text. Let it sit. It's perfect by itself. Texter, dark side of the uh, rig is, is more Louis style, not so positive TV. That's a funny text. I appreciate you very much. Um, when you have time, watch this. I'm getting YouTube links now. I love it. Here's Trump shaving the head. There it is. Who's the guy in the picture with him? Can you get on the text line? It's a uh, it's a it's a muscular black guy that's helping him shave his head off. Oh, it's Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Dang, there it is. Okay. Uh, Texter, uh, ask Jay about his opinion of the Herb Abrams UWF Dark Side of the Ring episode. I don't think I watched that one yet. Oh, okay. Who was Herb Abrams? Is, is that Was that his ring name? I'm sorry. I, I'm really not. Oh, okay. Um, Good. I okay. Think, I'm not in bad think, company. I think he was trying to, I think he was trying to start a company to rival the WWF. But, you know, oh, that's what it was. He started the universe. Yep. The Universal Wrestling Federation in 1990. Yep. Okay. There's also nicknamed Mr. Electricity. There you go. Died in 1996 at the age of 41 in Manhattan. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I I guess he was a commentator as well uh, for uh, different things. Dark uh, Dark Side of the Ring aired an episode focused on his life titled Cocaine and Cowboy Boots, the Herb Abrams story in May of 2020. It's the third highest rated episode of the 14 episodes in that series. So there you go. Um, look at me looking up things about wrestlers. How about that? Uh, Texter wrestlers were taking 120 pain pills a day plus cocaine and Xanax and alcohol. Oh, yeah. I, that's It is... It, <laughs> I, I always... I laugh, Jay, when we're surprised that, say, like a UFC guy is addicted to like painkillers or something like i'm stunned that people are stunned <laughs> what do you expect like what are these guys are just getting crushed yeah. i mean uh jake the snake yeah, got messed up yeah right uh texter jake the snake got messed up when honky tonk man hit him with a real guitar instead of a prop an actual concussion and definite cte i didn't know that story um i'll take trump all day as a louisville fan <laughs> Don't answer the question. It's just supposed to sit out there. Uh, Texter, Lashley beat Umaga, who's uh, related to The Rock. How about that? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. The, um, Rock, the Rock's family lineage is very, very... There's actually a storyline going on right now. You know, The Rock came back. His cousin's been uh, champion for, like, the better part of four years. And it's leading up to Dusty Rhodes' kid, Cody. Dusty Rhodes is another great uh, fighting uh, Roman Reigns' is the name of the champion. The Rock's cousin at WrestleMania in April. 
Uh, Texter Louie, I'm like you with wrestling, but I appreciate the passion that wrestling guys like Jay have. That's where I'm at right now. That's why I'm doing a 20-minute segment on this. It's because I, I know that people care. The text line exploded when I feel we started like, talking about it. I this. feel like we can get Rummage you, or Nick in here, and it'd be oh my God, it'd yes. go on for an hour. For an hour. Hours. 100%. Yes, absolutely. Go ahead, Jay. Louie, you, Louis, you've never watched a WrestleMania before. Oh, no. No, never. Never. No, not and probably in not even. Forty years, you've never watched a WrestleMania. Probably not thirty seconds of one. You don't remember like when we were no. when we were kids. They nope. started Saturday night's main event in nope. like the mid to late eighties, and nope. you know that would be like one of the the one day I stayed up late. Like my favorite show of all time is, and it's because Hulk Hogan lost. I've always hated Hulk Hogan. A lot of people you know that. Um, the biggest show they ever had. It was like this. It was February '88, and it was like the rematch. You know, because Andre and Hogan wrestled at WrestleMania three in the Silverdome. And um, they had a rematch, and Andre the Giant won the championship from Hulk Hogan. And I, it was like 11.30 at night, and that was the happiest I had ever been at that point because I absolutely hate Hulk Hogan. Mm. Uh, texter, uh, Dark Side with Chris Benoit is one of the saddest things I've ever seen, but, man, it was amazing. Uh, texter, <laughs> stop with the Trump text. I can't do it, people. <laughs> Uh, would Macho Man Randy Savage crush Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's throat with a ring bell? Oh, man, that sounds horrible. Uh, Texter. That was a year-long storyline. That, yeah. that, that led to, my. I think, the best match ever is Savage Steamboat from WrestleMania 3. I used to have a T-shirt of that. I don't have it anymore, but that was like a year-long thing. You know, that, that happened like the summer of 86, and WrestleMania 3 was March of 87. And... Ricky Steamboat, who came down to the ring with Joy the Animal Steel, who's from Madison Heights, which, you know, suburb of Detroit. And yeah, I think that's, I still think that's the best match ever. Okay, we have 700 texts about wrestling. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to keep talking wrestling. Did not anticipate saying okay, that ever on this show, but it is Rabo and Co. And if I'm going to encourage the Co., then we're going to keep doing the Co. Everyone understand me? A lot of Co. Positive radio. Dark side next. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Can you dig it, dig it, sucker, sucker? You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. 4379680. Send us your wrestling takes and or questions for Jay Davis joining us from Detroit here, Rabo and Co. ESPN 680-1057. Gotcha till noon. Nick Valvano, the show after us. And of course, Roundtable 3 to 6 here on ESPN 680-1057. We'll get you through the week. Seven to six at a time here. Uh, local stuff every single weekday. Uh, ESPNLouisville.com. If you miss any part of our shows, go check out the Podcast Center. During this uh, time slot, by the way, on Sundays, do not forget our guys. Nick Curran, Phil Baker, and of course, Zachy C. On the Sunday morning hangover, 10 to noon here, 680-1057. So, Jay, something I do, and I don't know if, if Tanner is, uh, is, is aware of my coffee habits. but Very much so. Okay. So I'm a coffee guy. 
you know, it doesn't make me special at all. But I, I use coffee as a vehicle to drink tons and tons of water. And so as the show goes, I, I make about a 48-ounce thing of coffee. And then I start to water it down as the whole show goes. And so I drink about four cups of coffee a day. Okay. And I go back and I, I hit the button, put the small cup of water into my coffee to do the thing, start shaking it. I come back. We have 15 new texts during the break. <laughs> so the wrestling continues uh, here on Rabo and Co. Uh, must watch Dark Side episodes coming down on the text line. Owen Hart. Herb Abrams, Dino Bravo, Chris Benoit, I know that name, uh, Brian Pillman, Collision in North Korea, and Gino Hernandez. What the hell is the Collision in North Korea? Someone help me out. I didn't watch that one. Collision in North Korea. Holy moly. Collision in Korea, the, the Pyongyang International Sports and Culture Festival for Peace. Holy cow. Ric Flair was a professional wrestling pay-per-view event joined by the New Japan Pro Wrestling and World and WCW featured 15 matches over two evenings in 1995 April 28th and 29th at Mayday Stadium in Pyongyang, North Korea. It aired in North America in August of 95 when WCW broadcast a selection of eight matches from the show on pay-per-view. It was the first event hosted by an American professional wrestling company promotion company in North Korea. How about that? It's still the largest ever attendance for a wrestling event with a claimed audience of 190,000. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. There you go. A little collision in North Korea. Texter. Oh, my God. There's so many. Uh, Jay, WWE or AEW? Give me John Moxley over Dean Ambrose all day. I'm reading these names. I don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one guy. John Moxley or in, in, in WWE, he was Dean Ambrose. He was a part of the Shield, which has basically run the, you know, run run the sport for the last decade and a half. They've all been champions multiple times. John Moxley in AEW is kind of a mix of Roddy Piper and Mankind. I think that's what he wanted to be in WWE, but for whatever reason, he didn't get there. So basically, if I tell you he's a mixture of Roddy Piper and Mankind, he's a maniac. But um, yeah, AEW really, I, I watched it at the start, you know, because it was new, but. Sure. You know they they haven't you know I just they haven't they just haven't gotten me you know they're they're about five years what? deep at this point they just haven't gotten me yet. Was AEW the one that was at Rupp, Tanner that that uh, that uh, Nick went to? Uh, I believe so. Okay, all right. Yeah. So yeah, that was the he's one that got, just like, some AEW he's got the T-shirt stuff, right yeah. in his office. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Texter Saturday Saturday night main event on NBC. Uh, I mm-hmm. do remember that being on TV. It just wasn't something I watched. Um, Texter is a ten yeah, year old. Go ahead. No, that was the show that I was that I mentioned you before were the break yeah. that Andre the Giant beat Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah, it was like they probably did it like seven or eight times a year, and it was always for me at least it was always a really big deal. Now, you know, I have you know Peacock. The only reason I have Peacock is because you know WWE Network moved from its own app to Peacock, and that's the only reason I use Peacock. But my wife watches you know the low yeah. deck and all that stuff sure. on there, so yeah, yeah, I watch I watch my wrestling, you know, you know, just about. You know, at least at least a couple of days a week when I'm home working. I mean, we're doing a hundred. Kids won't watch it with me. I mean, we're going to do a hundred of these. Would Jay agree that WWF is better than WWE? I mean, from a nostalgia standpoint, yeah. You know that I was a kid, like you know the Ultimate Warrior, and like I said, Macho Man Randy Savage and the Undertaker, who is probably easily the best character in the history of pro wrestling. 
which is which is you know just a little weird. It's like this more this dead guy, this mortician from you know the right. middle of Texas. But I mean, WWE you know has a lot of like talented guys. But I just thought the characters were better, you know, when I was younger because they had actual nicknames like. You know, there are like Roman Reigns is great. I think John Cena is great, but he just comes out to the ring. And it's, there's different eras. Mm. Like, you know, the gold, the golden era is like WrestleMania three to WrestleMania six. Then it, it was like the new generation was like WrestleMania seven to ninety seven. Then the Attitude Era is like Stone Cold Steve Austin The Rock, which is the peak 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 of you know the, its popularity in pop culture. Then it was like you know the uh ruthless aggression era then it was like the reality era so nobody had nicknames there's no like like ravishing rick rude that is a cool nickname and jake the snake that's a cool nickname rowdy rowdy piper that's a cool nickname (laughs) now you know everybody's like like there's a guy seth rollins i think he's an amazing wrestler but he's just he's just seth rollins like he's not you know he doesn't have a cool nickname and i'm like i like him but i just can't really you know, get it? Like, if he had a cool nickname, I'd be all about it. But, like, nobody's writing. Nobody now has the cool <laughs> nicknames like they had when we were kids. Uh, texters, many appreciating Tanner's uh, rejoin music there uh, as we came back uh, for break. Texter, Louis, WrestleMania three was my birthday present as a young kid, and I absolutely loved it. That is still the coolest sporting event I've ever been to. And I've been to five Big Ten Championships games. I've been to the uh, the Michigan-Ohio State game. I've been to numerous really cool sporting events like Elite Eights and basketball and all those things but WrestleMania still holds the top spot for me. That's awesome. That's really, really cool. Um, Texter, uh, there could be an ESPN 30 for 30 on pro wrestling just in Louisville. Huh, interesting. Uh, Texter with Jay Dada. We got that one already. Did you ever get into ECW, Jay, uh, coming down on the text line? A little bit. Uh, that's where, well, so Stone Cold Steve Austin is probably the biggest, well, The right. Rock's the biggest crossover star, but just in the sport, Stone Cold Steve Austin is the biggest star. And after he left WCW, you know, because of Hulk Hogan, who is awful, like I said before, and, and Ric Flair at that point, you know, they right. they were trying to keep him with glass ceiling and all that. He kind of like honed his character in ECW, uh, you know, before he before he came to the WWF. And yeah, you know, ECW was always on that channel that, you know, was always on at like 11 or 11.30 on Saturday night. Yeah. And, you know, you had to like squint to watch most of it. So I did very little that I remember about ECW other than that. Uh, texture. My guy is all McFoley characters. Mankind, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, all Mankind and Undertaker matches were legendary. Texture. Does Jay remember uh, when before he was the Undertaker, he went by Mean Mark Callis? Mean Mark Calloway. Yeah, Mean or Mark Callis at yeah. WCW. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mean <laughs> Mark Calloway. Uh, yeah, that was like late '80s because he got to the WWF in 1990. That's a show that I always watch too. It's Survivor Series. Survivor Series, Louis. That you don't know it, you're getting a bit of an education. I'm getting a ton of education. Survivor Series. <laughs> Survivor Series was one of my favorite shows because it used to always be the night before Thanksgiving. Oh, great these, idea! You know, matches like like four on four, five on five matches. There was one year where it was a tag match, and you had 20 guys in the match because it was 10 tag teams. Mm. And you know that's where the Undertaker wow. debuted. He was, you know, he was like this. A secret partner for the Million Dollar Man at Survivor Series '90, I think it was, and you know I watch that all the time just because you know that's his debut. And like I said, he's the best character in the history of the sport. Uh, Texter saying the Legend of Round uh, Legends of Roundtable on WWE Network on Peacock is awesome. Have you watched that show? Yeah, there's, those are really good. Those were on, you know, when it when it used to be like on demand. It was it used to be WWE 24/7, and that's when those were really good. With a lot of the old guys just telling stories and stuff. 
Um, uh, Texture sent in a picture of Andre the Giant holding a 12-ounce beer. Yeah, I've seen that one before. It's wild. Uh, wrestler Scott Norton was at the Korean event uh, and, his, and called his wife from his hotel room and told it was terrible there. Within minutes, North Korea officials were knocking on his door telling him that he was um, he was not allowed to make calls anymore. Yeah, no, that's that's North Korea. Yeah. Uh, Texter, I've watched WrestleMania 6 in its entirety at least 50 times, the, point, the pay-per-view that skyrocketed my wrestling fandom. Uh, do you remember WrestleMania 6, Jay? Absolutely. That you know, that was the that was the, that was the ultimate challenge. The main event was Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior, you know, for the championship. Uh that's one of the matches where Hulk Hogan like carries cuz the Ultimate Warrior was not a very good wrestler. Like if he had to wrestle a match longer than like 6 or 7 minutes, you uh-huh. could see him like huffing and puffing cuz he could, but that match is it, it still holds up to me. It, it's still really good and just, you know, to end up it with the fireworks and the Ultimate Warrior holding both belts cuz you know that like so. There's a heavyweight title, Louis, and and back then, back then it was only three titles. There's too many championships now. Okay, there was a heavyweight so it's like title and an intercontinental championship. Yeah. So at WrestleMania six, Hulk Hogan was the heavyweight champion, and the Ultimate Warrior was the intercontinental champion, and they fought for both belts, and the Ultimate Warrior won. All right. So this is a little off. No, it's not. It's totally on topic, but it's about me. Texter wants to know if Louis had theme music when he walked into a room, what would it be? Four three seven nine six eighty. What would my theme music be when I walked into a room? <laughs> oh, I always say they're going to be so mean. I can't I, wait. It's going to be great. <laughs> and I always say if I was a boxer, I would walk out to give me the loot. To, to, it's like the second song on Ready to Die. Yeah. If, if I was a boxer, I'd walk out to that. Okay, it, there you that's go. like the hardest song in the world to me. Uh, Texter, Tanner, start playing Real American Low-Key in the background to troll Jay. That's funny. Uh, Texter, did Jay watch any of the Starcades? Yeah, Starcade. That Starcade was WCW's WrestleMania, which, you know, they, they, WrestleMania is usually March, April. Starcade is always in December. Um, you know, one of, like, the big one, you know, when Hulk Hogan did his heel turn was supposed to be, what, Hulk? It was like 97. Actually, it was after... So you don't know who Bret Hart is, Bret the Hitman Hart. You don't know... You, that, does, that doesn't have I any significance for you. definitely know the name. So Bret Hart was like the best wrestler in WWE, WWF for a decade. He passed and, away you know, not too had, terribly long ago, yes? No, no. He's no, he's still alive. Owen who Hart's I'm, brother, Owen Hart. Bret, Bret Hart had a stroke like 24 years ago. He's still, a, he's still alive. Um, Owen Hart was so the one that pe- died during an event. So Owen Hart passed away, yeah. not yeah. Brad Hart. Thank you. I'm just he mixing up the, the last rafters. name. Okay, so I'm not okay. I'm not totally off base here. Keep going. Yeah. So the the biggest Starcade was supposed to be, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan and Sting. You know, Sting's like right. Oh yeah, I remember that name. Flag Bear and Bret Hart was like this special outside in Porsche for this match, and that match was really really bad. Like there was so many like botched moves and stuff in that match that it kind of ruined everything mm. and you know that kind of set the stage like started turning the wheels for WCW's like eventual downturn because three years after that W three years after that Vince McMahon the owner of WWF bought WCW right uh you know they just you know paying paying guys too much money and you know letting guys like Hulk Hogan have too much power they, that company eventually win the tank uh Taxter rest in peace Iron Sheik the greatest heel of all time Jay do you have a favorite heel of all time the greatest heel of all time is Vince McMahon. That's full stop. Vince McMahon's the greatest heel of all time. That he saved his company. He saved that. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not cool to mention his name now because he's right, uh, right. He's, a, he's a bit of a scumbag. But just in terms of you know what the, the direction that that company was going in when he you know because Vince for a long time was was a commentator on a lot of those Saturday Night's main events, some of the early '90s pay per views. But when it started, when they started 
you know, letting it be known that he owned the company and, you know, he, his feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin kind of saved the company. So I, I think Vince is the best heel of all time. Texter, my mom had to take out a small loan to take me down to the old Louisville Gardens to see WrestleMania 1 on closed circuit television. I still remember her remarking about people holding up signs at the television screen. That's a cool story, man. Bill, thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that. That's it's amazing, and I know Jay has this appreciation when your when your parents go out of the way uh, like that. Especially, you know, if 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 mom's on her own or whatever. That's a that's a really serious thing. Uh, Shane McMahon's walking music texture. I saw WrestleMania one in Nashville on closed circuit pay per view. There it is, man. Oh man. Uh, texture Louis, would you be offended if your walking music was Weird Al's White and Nerdy? No, no. no, no. You're not, people, <laughs> you're not going to offend me with music. It's great a great song. It is a great song. Uh, texture. I remember when my dad uh, taking me to see Andre the Giant fight Big John Stud at Louisville Gardens. Two men that told 14 feet in height and almost a thousand pounds. They looked even bigger in person from the second row. Oh, man, that's awesome. The Gardens is the perfect size for wrestling. So it's about 6,000, Jay. Probably about mm-hmm. like 7,000 for basketball. That kind of That's perfect for wrestling. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Texter, Hogan versus Rock was epic uh, from an environmental and historical standpoint. Texter, WCW uh, used to be NWA. Yeah, oh no, there's all kinds of uh, new iterations of all of this stuff. Let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, Tanner, start watching the door here. Uh, I've got a guest who is on uh, her way to take some pictures and stuff, so we got to make sure we let her in as well. Uh, Louis' entry music would be going the distance by cake. I do like cake, but that. All right, on the other end, we'll get back into it with Jay. Uh, we might even talk NBA, but uh, very likely we'll wrap up a wrestling conversation. Bellerman back in action. Austin P on Friday. We are your home for Bellerman basketball, 745 pregame, 8 o'clock tip here on 680-1057 as they close out their uh, regular season in the next couple of days. Louisville baseball is in action this weekend. Uh, if you are driving around this weekend, you will likely hear them over on 93.9. They play at 1 o'clock on Saturday uh, as part of their series here as well. We wrap it up with Jay Davis next here on Rabonco, ESPN 680-1057. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome back in. You're home for all the wrestling talk that you could ever possibly stomach. This is Rabo and Co. here at ESPN 680-1057. Louisville women's basketball senior night at the Yum Center. Coverage starts at 7.30. Tip at 8 o'clock over on 93.9. Our guy Nick Curran on the call there. Nuggets heat tonight, 9.30 on ESPN 680-1057. And, of course, thanking Wingzone again for dropping off lunch here to the ESPN Louisville Studios. Wingzone.com. Check them out at their three area locations. Uh, text or mean Mark was scared.
skyscraper uh, tag team with Dan. Uh, is it Spivey or Spivey? Help me out. After Sid Spivey. Vicious got her. Spivey. Okay. All right. There you go. Um, Taxer, let uh, let Zach know. To do, to do. We don't need third string linebacker talk. It's been a slow day. Just open up the lines for pro wrestling talk or after every Louisville game the rest of the season. Let's just do wrestling talk. Look, if I don't have to talk about Kenny Payne anymore, I might just do that. That's fine. Uh, Texter, Louie, I used to take my daughter uh, to closed circuit at a at a Catholic school where they had a giant had the giant screen. They served good snacks and beer too. I mean, the, the closed circuit thing is just it's slightly before our time, Jay. But it, it sounds well, like closed close circuit, close circuit was a thing with pro wrestling at least when we were kids. You know, like yeah, right. The, the promos, the promos before like WrestleMania one, two, or three, be like you know, go watch. You know. You know, go. You know, find. You know, find a venue for closed circuit because I think that was before pay per view. There you go, uh, Texter. To do, to do this is five by far the best station uh, show at this station. The randomness, intelligence, comedy, the interaction with the text line is unmatched from any other show. I do read the text line a lot. Uh, I don't know how smart it is, Texter. Jay's right. Before the Stone Cold uh, McMahon feud. WWF was going south with a myriad of ridiculous cartoony gimmicks like Isaac Yankum DDS, who was an evil dentist. He was repackaged as Kane, the Undertaker's brother, a couple years later. Oh, I know Kane. So that one actually obviously worked out. So there you go. Um, Text, I used yeah, to love Kane, going. Go ahead. No, I was going to say there was a, there's, that period. Is also, there was a, they had a garbage man. His name was Duke the Dumpster Drossy. So that was off. But there was a there was this big sloppy dude. His name was Bashing Booger. Like there was a period <laughs> from like 1993 to 1997 where it was awful. But yeah, you know, so you know, get like you know, mankind coming over and also you probably never saw. You, I'm sure you've probably seen like a clip of this on Twitter. So there's this match at King of the Ring '98. Okay. Where it's a it's called Hell in the Cell. You know, it's it's basically a steel cage match, but they close the top of it, so you're not supposed to be able to get out. And it's the Undertaker and Mankind. And at the very start of the match, they both climb on top of the cage and they're fighting. They're fighting, and the Undertaker throws Man Mankind off of his cage, and he mm. goes like through a table twenty feet. Oof. And it's like the best call. You know, Jim Ross is probably Jim Ross is probably one of the best like play by play guys in any sport ever. And he's just, you know, he says something to the effect of, like, that killed him. He's dead. And, you know, 10 minutes later, Mick Foley comes back up and finishes the match. I think he had one, like, I think he had a tooth. He broke a tooth, and I think the tooth was coming through his lip. Oh. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's another, you, like, seriously, you need, you need to go back and watch this stuff. Uh, the, the, the guy in the, in the crowd saying, it's real to me, damn it, that guy is, is everyone on the text line today. And I'm not mad about it. I love it. It, it should be. I love it. Text, I used to love going to the Louisville Gardens in the uh, gardens, excuse me, in the 80s and seeing Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee, Dutch Mantle, Jimmy Jarrett, and Tojo Yamamoto. Dude, that is... Whew, man, the Gardens, dude. Doing work. Uh, Nick's going to be so pissed he missed out on the wrestling talk. Hey, we got three hours after this show for, for randomness. No one's talking Louisville basketball on the next show. It's okay. Uh, text, who's the worst character in wrestling history and why is it Goldust, uh, Jay? <laughs> No, you know what? Goldust was interesting because it, you know it, it was Dusty Rhodes. You know he came yeah, yeah. in, you know all this gold, and the, originally the character. I think the character was playing on people's homophobia. Oh, okay, there was this he uh, he fought Razor Ramon, rest in peace, Scott Hall, at Royal Rumble one year and won the Intercontinental Championship. And you know it was all about you know just mind games with with the wrestlers and you know their homophobia and things like that because eventually his wife 
Uh, they're not their divorce. Now, his real life wife, you know, became his valet, is what they're called. And, you know, that, yeah, it, 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 I don't think go to the, the worst, I think the worst character ever is probably Duke the Dumps of Josie because it was a garbage man. <laughs> Texter, I never could get pay per view. So I had to go rent the VHS at Blockbuster when it came out. Yes, I'm that old. Don't worry, sir. You're, you're, oh, that's what I, that's what I used to you're, you're, I was going to say, you're it in good company here. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We live. We, live, we used to live right across the street from a video store, and, you know, it would always be, like, a few weeks after the pay-per-view actually happened. But, yeah, because mm. it used to only be – there's 12 – there's a pay-per-view every month now, but there was a period where there was only four. And, you know, I would always, you know, go get those go get those on VHS, you know, whenever they came out and wear them out for, like, the three days you could rent them for. There you go. Uh, Texter, uh, Louie, you have to watch that Mankind versus Undertaker match. It sounds like it. Uh, Mick Foley's injuries from that match, the WWE legend suffered a dislocated left shoulder, internal bleeding, a concussion, bruised ribs, a dislocated jaw, and numerous puncture wounds. To make matters worse, one of Foley's teeth went through his lip, and it could be seen lodged in his nostril in the closing stages of the match. Wow. All right, there you go. Uh, Texter, pro wrestling pain is real. My brother did it for years. It's predetermined, but it's definitely not fake. I had to take my uh, little brother to the hospital many nights. I actually don't hate that <laughs> description of what wrestling is. It's not, there's obviously a predetermined outcome, but the dudes are still getting thrown 20 feet through tables, right? Uh, Texter, well, you got to go remember if you, you know, there's some spurt, the ring is basically, you know, they have this mat over the ring to make it look pretty, but it's basically, it's, it's oh, sure. plywood that they're falling onto, like, you know, I used to always, you know, you think about it, like the one move, the, the Scott Razor Ramon, his move was the Razor's Edge. He'd pick you up over his shoulders, lift you up with his arms, and just drop you on the back of your neck. And I can't imagine doing that at all. Like, that, you know, I would, I, would, I would probably be, you know, paralyzed, you know, probably for like a couple of weeks after that. So, <laughs> you know, all of that stuff, you know, you see like, you know, going back to Hulk Hogan, who I think is awful again. You know, he he's probably had like three or four hip replacements and oh, he sure. walks with a limp and... You know, the one the one guy that, you know, just knowing what I know about him and I'm surprised he's still kicking, I think his birthday was a couple of days ago. Rick, I think Ric Flair just turned 75. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, Ric Flair's like Keith Richards to me. I'm surprised both of them are still living based <laughs> on what I know about him. Uh, Texter, uh, Eugene the Handicap character was the worst in WWE history. Texter, the worst gimmick in history was the gobbledygooker uh, at uh, Survivor Series in 1990. At Survivor Series. God, you people. This is unbelievable. Texter, uh, Sabu from he- ECW. Texter, worst character ever, WCW Shockmaster. Texter, did Jay ever uh, buy the the wrestling pay-per-view VCR tapes in the mail, check or COD? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, no, I just waited until they came to the video store. <laughs> got the best. Got the best. <laughs> Man, what was your video store before Blockbuster? All of us had Ours was Family Video in Grand Rapids. Uh, it was. I think ours was like Mammoth Video. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. To do to do texter. Uh, mankind getting thrown off the cage was scripted, but the choke slam through the top of the cage when the fence broke wasn't. I've heard those stories yeah. too, where like there's an idea of how it's going to go, and then the guys when they essentially when they're doing the when they're grappling and their heads are next to one another, they might be talking through the next steps essentially. Um, and so I've heard, yeah. you know, there's a general guardrails, yeah. but they want the guys to, you know, be a little creative that way too. So, yeah, they, they call that just calling the match. You know, they call or like, you know, if you want your somebody to whip you into the ropes, you tell them that. You got to be yeah. really, you know, discreet about it. It's 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 hard because a lot of a lot of times you can, uh, you know, you can hear. Them. I won't say a lot of times, but sometimes you can hear them calling the spots, and that makes it, you know, makes it worse. 
I put together a show sheet for this show, and it, it was worthless. I'll tell you that. I mean, just absolutely worthless. Are they scoring too much in the NBA, Jay? Uh, you know, I actually did a little research on that. It's, you know, the talent, you know, just the, the, I know there's some, I actually, I actually saw a story yesterday that said that they're going to look at, I don't know when, but maybe changing some of the rules, you know, to limit some of the, some of the offensive explosions. Right now, there's three guys averaging 30 a game. 10 years ago, one guy, Kevin Durant, averaged 30 a game. And in 2004, 20 years ago, nobody averaged 30 a game for the season. So, you know, there, there's something going on. I mean, the guys are supremely skilled and talented, but yeah, there's, there's a, there's an outburst. Like, Team at Tracy McGrady in 2004 led the league in scoring at 28 a game. Number two is Kevin Garnett at 24.2. To get to a guy averaging 24 a game now, you have to – 24.2 would be the 18th leading – is the 18th leading scorer in the league now, and 20 years ago was number two. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's something going on there. You know, I think it's a level of skill because keep in mind there's a lot lot more guys shooting a lot of jumpers now, so they're they're making the shots now, but – you know, there's there's it, there's something going on. I mean, I love watching it. You know, especially oh, like guys like Luka Doncic and yep. Shea Gilgeous Alexander. You know, Kevin Durant in year 17, he's fourth in the league in scoring. So that just tells you how good he is. But I mean, they, you, I think something needs to be done. You know, just to help defenders out to let them actually play defense. Uh, Texter, 80% of wrestling is done on the fly, but pro wrestling is an action movie done in 15 minutes with live audience and no retakes. There you go. I. I Man, I honestly, I'd love to do some kind of survey to see if this was the most text I've ever gotten in an hour. It's it's up there for sure. Um, were you impressed that uh, that Filipowski was able to play last night after uh, they needed to call the national guard on the court storming at Wake Forest? Yeah, usually with a high angle sprain, that's like a six week injury, and yeah. he was only out. But for, huh. he didn't even miss a game. Oh, so fascinating. I, huh. I, 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 He's a a, a warrior. (laughs) He's Jay Davis at Davis underscore 1981. He's presented by our friends at Lana Sports, L-A-N-A sports.com. If you remember Dr. J, Dan Issel, Pacers and those Colonels games, whatever it might be, go check them out. Family-owned business up there in Indianapolis, L-A-N-A, Lana sports.com. Use our code ABA20. Get 20% off your next order. Make sure you get that red, white, and blue basketball. Hey, maybe for your driveway, but certainly for your man cave or for your office, whatever it might be. Jay, we will talk to you next week, my friend. Thanks for thanks for an hour of wrestling. I had no idea this is what we'd be doing. Yeah, it was great. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Jay. See you, buddy. There you go. I, I got nothing, Tanner. I, I got nothing. I, I think if Zach were here, he would have been like, no, talk football. We got to talk football. What are you doing? Let's I, talk I was going to say, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I, that was right up my alley. Say it again. Jenny, just sit down. Jenny Reese is here. She's acting like she's not here. Turn her mic on. Just do it. Just turn her mic on. I was going to say, promo tomorrow night's show. Of and course. I'll do video, and I'll have a little video promo. Well, there you go. Yeah, Kentucky Racing Spotlight uh, with Louis Rebeau will be tomorrow, 6 o'clock, here on our air, 680-1057, presented by our friends down the street at the Kentucky HBPA, KYHBPA.com. Brad Cox, Steve Asma, or Steve Asma's on. Keith Asmussen, how about that? And, of course, Caitlin Free from up there on the uh, simulcast at Turfway Park getting us ready for the Bataglia. Uh, Brad Cox has 708 horses in that race, so we're going to have to spend a little bit of time with him to, to determine which one uh, is the Tarifa of this week. So there you go. Uh, we'll do that, and, of course, tomorrow on the show we'll have – uh, we'll have our guy Matthew DeSantis from up there uh, on Long Island to preview the Gotham and our guy John Lindo out there with Thoroughbred LA uh, to talk about the San Felipe. If it's not raining too hard. I've learned something about California. If it rains too hard, they're out. Here in Kentucky, you know what we got? It's called an all-weather track. You understand me, people? That's what we do in February around here. All weather. Plus it freezes. But that's different. That's not weather. That's just frozen. Uh, uh, 
one of those. Uh, we will get into all of that tomorrow. That'll be mostly in the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, of course, we've got plenty of college basketball to discuss as well. Uh, heading into the weekend, three home games left for U of L, and of course, three games left on that Kentucky schedule as well. My name is Louis Rabot, alongside our guy Tanner. Uh, this has been Rabot and Co. on ESPN 680 1057. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 o'clock. We hope you are as well. Have a great rest of your Thursday, everybody.